0: You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. Long for today. I, uh, I want to take a few moments to introduce to you our leaders of the different ministries, and uh, I, I did plan a a shorter message. Okay, today. I went from 35 to 33 minutes on the message, and uh, I just wanted you to be to know that. But I want you to see our leaders because to uh, uh, for for the ministries that are represented. And again, there are ministries that we already have that are not represented in the expo today. And. Uh, and, and maybe next year we'll have all of them represented. I do want, I, I want several more ministries. I want us to have a ministry to the police officers. I want us to have a ministry to the firefighters. And, and there are several other, other ones beside those there that uh, I'm hoping to join. Even the bus ministry is not represented in the expo today. And, uh, of course, just building that thing back up and trying to get our broken buses fixed and get new ones and all that. So there are tons of other uh, opportunities that are coming down the pike. But for the ones represented today, I want you to see the leaders, and and I told the leaders I was going to do this, but I hope they remembered that. So if you are leading a ministry that is in the expo today, all right, I'd like you to come and just stand right here, right in front of the Lord's Supper table. Uh, oh, not everybody all at once, I guess, but uh, come on, uh, if you would, and just right down here, and I just want to introduce you to the people, most of, most of you are known, but... Uh, and tell what each of you are doing here, okay? I won't make you speak, but I'll, I'll uh, just tell you here. We got everybody coming? All right, there we go. We're getting them. So as they're coming down, and uh, these are the people you'll want to stop at the table and ask questions about the different ministries, okay? So here we go. We're starting. Where are we going to start? We're going to start over here. All right. We've got Miss Stephanie Cargill. Miss Stephanie is, uh, is, is going to be in charge of the special music ministry, and some of you may be gifted in that way, some of you may not be. May I please request, if you're not gifted musically, that you not sign up to sing, okay? That would be a blessing there. No one wants to get, this is not American Idol, we're not rejecting anybody, but uh, but, uh you know what i'm talking about that's miss stephanie cargill miss linda romero is is starting and heading up a brand new ministry the homeless ministry uh there's two phases to the homeless ministry miss miss linda uh, is is working to organize and put together and assemble uh, gift and care packages for the homeless in our area with gospel literature and things like that in them and then uh, the other side of that is Brother Jesse Everson, who's not here today. You'll know Brother Jesse, he's the tallest person in our church, okay? So he's like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and, uh, and he usually sits right down here in this area. He's sick today, but uh, he's going to be in charge of the distribution of that. So when you are getting more information, if you'd like to look on the sheet there, uh, it'll tell you some different things that you'll be doing. And I encourage you to grab a sheet if you're interested, because there are certain things that are requirements, and they're listed on the sheet For the distribution of that, we're only letting men sign up for that right now. And just just because there might be some inherent risk in passing those out to some of the homeless neighborhoods in here. But uh, ladies are more than welcome to sign up and help with that. But that's a new ministry. We're just getting started. If you're interested, stop by the table for that. Brother Oscar and Miss L. Sanchez here, uh, they are in charge of our welcome team. So hopefully when you came to church today, if you came to the parking lot, you saw their smiling face greeting you, okay? And uh, we're looking to expand that welcome team, but also we'll include our visitor center right out here and just making people feel welcome. So if you don't feel welcome at our church, you blame these two people right here. Because I want you to feel welcome. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, they, they're they're assembling a team, and, and, and we need some help in that, okay? Miss Virginia Robinette's in charge of our security. No, I'm just kidding. She's in charge of... Uh, She's in charge of our discipleship team. And that, Brother uh, Freidensein was talking about one-on-one discipleship. We have the same ministry here. Many of you have been through it, and she's organizing that. And if you'd like to be a part of discipling and teaching and training other people, we have a curriculum we give you and them for free. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of that, or if you'd like to get disciple, if you want to go through some training, basics in the Christian life, things of that nature, please see Miss Virginia in the fellowship hall. Next to her is Miss Tina Walker. We don't know what she does here, but we... No, I'm just kidding. Miss Tina is in charge... i got to stop joking around. Miss Tina is in charge of uh our children's ministry at the church and there will be a table back there if you'd like to help or be uh uh, have more information about serving in children's ministry whether it be sunday school vacation bible school special events things like that please stop and see miss tina okay miss stephanie Kubacek is uh is in charge of our king's kids that's a wednesday evening program that runs from september through may that allows parents to actually enjoy church okay and uh so the kids get to go there there's a program they do it's bible based they have fun and games And uh, there's always a need for some help there. And a lot of these ministries, teens are allowed to help with as well. So make sure you look at the sheets, they're teenagers, because we want you involved in ministry too. But that's Mrs. Stephanie Kubitschek. See her in the fellowship hall. Alyssa Weldon, right here, and then Faith Reynolds, my wife, right here. They are in charge of the nursery team. And uh, so if you'd like to, this is only for ladies, okay? And all the men said? Amen. "Amen." How many of you men want to go serve in the nursery right now, Okay but uh anyway but they're in charge of that and i gotta tell you the nursery team is so essential to this church i mean uh, it, it's so it's so ne- needed so they are gonna have a table there as well and ladies teams on up if you'd like to serve or you'd be interested in helping there please stop by their table and talk to them and then we have miss bopa Pinchokchai here miss bopa is in charge of our decoration team okay so again if you don't like stuff it's not me all right it's all miss bopa and, no, I'm just kidding, but uh, uh, it's in char- she's in charge of helping decorate the auditorium. Uh, we're picking collars. There's special events and banquets and all of that. And if you have an eye for that, if you're good at that, and you have an eye for deca- details and decor, that's not my gifting, but that is some of your gifting. And uh, if you're good at that, please see Ms. Bopa. And uh, then we have Brother Jeff and Ms. Anne-Marie Alicea, and uh, they are in charge of right now our care team, we're starting a care team for, and that's going to house several different ministries. It's going to be a lot underneath that umbrella. It'll go from everything from making meals to, for people that are sick or in the hospital or just had a baby to taking care of people maybe that are older that can't mow their lawn anymore or do some housework or, or repair some things. It's going to house a lot of just needs that we have in our church and with our within our people. And so if you're interested in maybe just being able to be available for a variety of different things to help people out in our church, see them, okay? And a lot of these ministries are new, and and, and, uh, we're we're still figuring out all the details, but if you'd like more information, sign up. Brother Jeff is also taking uh, over and leading our usher team, and uh, he'll be starting that, and so if men, if you... And, uh, you know, I'm not against lady ushers, i got to tell you, I'm really not. But uh, just so you know, if you want to see Brother Jeff, if you're interested in maybe being an usher, now look, if you're a kleptomaniac and you like to steal stuff, maybe not the usher team. Maybe that's not your ministry, okay? But if you'd like to see Brother Jeff for some more info, please do that. Brother John is here uh, to, to, in, in place of Brother Chad Pinchokchai, Chai who's Ms. Bopa's husband. Brother Chad's uh, working today. He's, uh, I think he's out of the state, actually. But Brother John is going to help today and be at the table for the, te- the church security team. And so if you're interested in maybe doing some church security, we don't give a lot of details about that away, but if you are interested, you can stop and uh, talk to Brother John about that today. Brother Ron Aduna and his wife Anna are in charge of our media. And uh, that will include our social media, that will include graphics, and, and maybe you have an eye for that. Maybe you're good in, in, in visuals, and, and you could learn that. You may have a, a, a little bit of a background in Photoshop or something. If you're like, hey, I drew a picture once, you know, the, if you can learn, that's great. But, but see Brother Ron, if you would, and get some more details about that. Brother Richard uh, is, is leading up the team for our property team. And uh, really, I, I put it on the sheet there. You, you could call it the first impressions team because everybody that comes to our church is going to, is going to see the work that Brother Richard's team does is taking care of the outside of our property. It's vital, and so when you come to church, um, you know we need to make sure the property is looking sharp. And uh, we have Brother Sippy who cleans the whole building and does everything, and is one man, and he's he's a one-man machine. But we want to help out with that, and maybe you're maybe you know gardening and and working with the plants along the side here or pulling. Maybe that's something that you enjoy, you're good at. See Brother Richard, we'd love to get you signed up, and then Brother Jones choir choir team uh i know we're we're like yes choir Uh, you can sign up we want to know if you're interested so see brother jones in there for the choir team signing up okay i think that's all one two three four five six seven eight chris Kubaczek, thank you brother kubachek is in charge of two ministries and uh, that's probably why he's not here he's just busy but um just kidding he's in second hour teaching I I knew that brother Chris Kubitschek uh, he's the one not here okay so if you see him in there you'll know oh he's the one but uh, he's in charge of two different ministries there's a solar panel ministry on our roof we have 250 solar panels and uh, those have to be cleaned on a monthly basis so that we actually get the best use out of them we're saving 60 or 70 thousand dollars a year by having those solar panels and so we need people that can be, uh, cannot fall off a roof and can get up there and uh, can help clean. A team of people just going through there and cleaning gets that job done quick. And then the other ministry that Brother Chris is involved in <laughs> is our graffiti ministry, right? What other church in America has a graffiti ministry? But we do, and I'm proud of it. And uh, so when our church gets tagged or something in the alley here, or you've seen it in our parking lot, we need a team of just fast-responding people to get here and just paint over it. We'll have some... And the church provides the supplies for these things. So there are some ministries that are more public and open. There are some ministries where you can just, you know, if you're introverted and shy, you can serve in that way. And again, there's other ministries involved. But these are the leaders of these ministries, so I encourage you to stop by and talk to them. Thank you so much, leaders. You can have a seat. Let's give them a round of applause. Thank you so much for coming up. And. Appreciate you doing that. Did I cover everybody there? Okay, I think I did. And as an added bonus, in the fellowship hall, there are two stations for coffee as you go in, okay? And uh, so just wanted you to be aware of that. And then um, what you're doing today as you go through there, when we dismiss in just a little while here, you'll just walk straight and I, i would like for everybody to go there to go to the ministry expo at least walk through grab a free piece of candy or something off the tables and just enjoy it if you are a guest make sure you stop by the guest table right outside first we have a gift bag for you to thank you for being here but i'd like you to walk through you don't. you don't have to sign up for anything. We're not expecting 100 signatures on every table. But if you'd like more information, I think it'd be a good thing. I think it'd be good for you to sign up. And again, it doesn't mean you're on the team and that you've given a commitment for the rest of your life. It just means you're interested, you'd like more info. And so sign up. And if you want to sign up for a couple, you're welcome to do that. You may already be serving in a ministry and you want to to, uh, uh, sign up for another one. Hey, that's fine too. Maybe you're in a ministry and you want to switch to another one. All good, okay? So we want you to do that, and there are some freebies there uh, at most of the tables, if not all, that you can grab and enjoy, okay? So that's right after the morning service, and so we're very excited about that. Take your Bibles, Exodus 35. I want to I preach to you this morning about two men that are probably unfamiliar to you, and, and I, I won't take a lengthy amount of time to do this. I just I want to show you something here. I spoke in Sunday school about why every Christian needs to be on a team and and these different teams that we have and different different ones that we're starting and that are already up and running. Uh, Why does every Christian need to be on a team? We cover that in Sunday School, but I want you to see uh, here a passage of Scripture that deals with a couple people that surrendered their life and their talents to serve the Lord in a specific way. You may have never heard the name Bezalel before. You may have never heard the name Aholiab before. They're not common names that we use, but there are two men in the Bible and then a bunch of other men and a bunch of other ladies that served in a particular way. And they were serving and ministering in building the tabernacle. I want you to see Exodus chapter 35. I want to preach a message this morning entitled, Serving Jesus. That's what it's entitled. Chapter number 35 in Exodus, verse number 30. And Moses said unto the children of Israel, See, the Lord hath called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And he hath filled him with the Spirit of God, in wisdom, in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship, and to devise curious works, to work in gold, and in silver, and in brass and in the cutting of stones to set them, and in carving of wood to make any manner of cunning work. And he hath put in his heart that he may teach, both he and Aholiad, the son of Ahizamak, of the tribe of Dan. Them hath he filled with wisdom of heart to work all manner of work, of the engraver and of the cunning workman, and of the embroiderer in blue and in purple and scarlet and fine linen, and of the weaver and of them that do any work, and of those that devise cunning work. God gifted these men and, uh, and 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 gave them certain abilities. And God called on them to use those abilities for the work of the ministry. They did it, and amazing things took place. Look, if you would, at chapter number 37, verse 1. I'm sorry, chapter 36, verse 1 and 2. Chapter 36, verses 1 and 2. Then wrought Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man in whom the Lord put wisdom and understanding to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary, according to all that the Lord had commanded. And Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab, and every wise hearted man in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, even every one whose heart stirred him up to come unto the work to do it. Look at chapter 37, verse 1. 37, verse 1. And Bezalel made the ark of shittim wood. Two cubits and a half was the length of it, and a, a cubit and a half the breadth of it, and a cubit and a half the height of it. So he made the ark of the covenant. He's making all of these things in the tabernacle. The last verse is chapter 38, verse 22. Chapter 38, verse 22. The Bible says, And Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made all that the Lord commanded Moses. So these may not be household names, but these men were gifted and commissioned to build the tabernacle and all that was within it. And I want to ask you this morning, You may not know the answer to this question today but what were you gifted and commissioned to do what were you individually gifted and commissioned to do now we know that every christian is commissioned to do certain things every christian is commissioned to fulfill the great commission to lead other people to the saving knowledge of jesus christ every christian has that job every christian has the job to pray we're all supposed to be in prayer for one another and for leaders and authority and other things. We're all supposed to be in our Bible. We're all supposed to give. We're all supposed to be faithful. But what individually does God want from you? And that's what I want to talk about today. Father, I pray that you'd bless our message here and the, and the expo to follow. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I was reading a story about the American Revolution. During the American Revolution, there was a man wearing civilian clothes who rode past a group of soldiers. The soldiers were, were rebuilding a defensive barrier. The, their leader of those soldiers was shouting instructions at them but just stayed on his horse, was not helping in any way. And so the civilian that was riding up asked and said, hey, you know, why are you not helping? And the, and the man said, sir, i all offended. He said, sir, I'm a corporal. Like, I I don't do that. Like, that was his spirit. I'm a corporal. So the stranger said, I'm I'm sorry, He apologized. He got off his horse, and he went over, and he helped those men, and he aided those men and and helped to uh, build back that barrier. And then he went back to the corporal, and he said, Mr. Corporal, he said, next time you have a job like this and you don't have enough men to do it, go to your commander-in-chief, and I will come and help you again and the guy who is this it was george washington george washington commander-in-chief stopped got off the horse and got to work what i want to say is that no one gets too big to serve nobody does i'm a pastor it means minister which means servant i'm supposed to serve our leaders a president others, our public servants we the, the more authority you get the more duty you have to serve We should never get too big to serve. And I will say that though the American Revolution was an important cause, our cause is much more important. Our cause is for the cause of all causes, the cause of Jesus Christ. And our job is very, very important to do. And we need people that are willing not to serve the pastor, not to serve just the people, but to serve Jesus That's the point, to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. How does this work? What is the uh, the pattern that we see here of how does serving the Lord work? Look at you, if, if you would, back at chapter 35, and I want to just show you a couple things this morning about how serving works. The first thing I want you to see in chapter 35 is this. God puts wisdom into your heart. That's the first thing that happens. God puts wisdom into your heart. Look at chapter 35, if you would, please. Verse number 30. And Moses said unto the children of Israel, he talks about a holy app, verse 31, and he hath filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and a knowledge and all manner of workmanship to do a bunch of all this stuff here verse 34 and he hath put in his heart that he may teach verse 35 then hath he filled with wisdom of heart to work all manner of work it says in chapter 36 verse 1 and 2 that then wrought bezalel and the holy Ab and every wise-hearted man and this is uh, in whom the lord put wisdom and understanding verse 2 and every wise-hearted man in whose heart the lord had put wisdom so what happens first here's the thing that we need to realize is that god has put wisdom in every one of us what kind of wisdom it, it, and what does that wisdom mean that we're all road scholars that we're all brilliant no the wisdom to do or learn certain things well I am not wise in decorations. Uh, That's just not my gifting. I am not gifted in art. I've tried it. I've tried Bob Ross painting. I tried sketches, and you know what? It just was not my gifting. There's a lot of areas where I'm not gifted. I don't know anybody that can say I'm gifted in every area. Okay. Well, you're also proud, all right? But but uh, we are. But there are things. There are things that I believe God's given me wisdom to do. There are things that you, and and many of you are multi talented, you can do many different things, but God put that wisdom and skill into your heart. He put it there. Some of you are naturally gifted in some ways. And some of you can, can, uh, I remember working with a teenager one time. Ruby was your brother. I remember working with Tony, and and we were upstairs, and we were putting something together. And I was, like, looking at the instructions, and I was like, man, I got no idea what I'm doing here. And this teenage boy just walked up and said, oh, you got to do this. And he just starts putting it together and and nailing stuff in, and I'm just, and he was just gifted in that. And I, I just looked at that and thought, wow, that's not something I have a gift in. But he was. God had put skill and wisdom there. And maybe you're able to understand and learn things that others aren't. But and you may think today, well pastor, I'm not gifted at anything. And I think a lot of Christians sit to this. Well, I'm not gifted at anything. I don't know what wisdom God has given me. Listen carefully, I'd give you two words of advice. I'm not gifted at anything. First of all, it could be that you're not using that, that you're using that gift and wisdom in the wrong way. Or in a different way than what god intended sometimes he gives you a gift and we use it in another way Not realizing that perhaps god wanted us to use that for him But I think also it could be that you have not learned what your gifting is yet Well pastor i'm 45 years old. What am I gonna learn? You may not know what your full gifting is yet and that's okay You can still learn And that's the point here, is that you can learn. Look at chapter 35, verse 34. And he hath put in his heart that he may teach. So God put the skill in Bezalel. Oh, wow. That kind of rhymed a little bit. Bezalel had skill. No, that's not even the right right, uh, vowel. But anyway, God put the skill in Bezalel's heart, and then he gave him the ability to teach it. That's two different skills. And here's the thing. Who was Bezalel teaching? He was teaching people that did not know their gifts in that area yet. And he began teaching them, and they learned and helped and grew in that. Now, look, we're not all gifted the same way. And nobody's gift makes them more important than anybody else. We're all gifted, we all have things that God has given us, abilities to use for him. Don't look at other people and envy them. That's no way to live, that's no way to serve. Instead, what we ought to do is say, God, show me what gifts and wisdom you've put into my heart. Because God has given you. You read Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Ephesians chapter four, God has given you unique abilities. He gave Bezalel abilities, he's given you abilities. And he wants you to use them for him. So the first thing that happens is that God will put wisdom in your heart. But the second thing is this. God will then work on your heart. God will then work on your heart. And uh, we'll look at that in a second. But, but why did God gift you and give you that wisdom? Again, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4. Because God wants you to use those things in the church and use them for him. That's why God has gifted you. The amazing thing I mentioned in Sunday school is that God gifts you with abilities and oftentimes you make a living out of it. People can people build uh, uh, houses and, and and people do all this kind of stuff. And God has given you abilities. Maybe you could use that to serve uh, to build houses for missionaries or to, to I don't know. There are things God has gifted you that you can make a living with, but also to use for His work. And I think that's pretty amazing. So God puts this wisdom and ability in your heart. And then look at chapter thirty-five, verse uh, thirty. Chapter number 35, verse 26. So God puts that wisdom in your heart, then what does he do? He stirs you up to use it. Verse 26 says this, and all the women whose hearts stirred them up in wisdom spun goats hair." Now that's a weird, who has that talent? Okay, no, I don't know. But they're making things for the tabernacle. What did they do? God put wisdom in those ladies' hearts and then he stirred them up to use it. Look, if you would, at verse chapter 36, verse 1 and 2. Then wrought a, a Bezalel and a Holiab and every wise-hearted man in whom the Lord put wisdom and understanding to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary according to all the Lord had commanded. And Moses called Bezalel and a Holiab and every wise-hearted man in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, even everyone whose heart stirred him up to come unto the work to do it. So God has given you gifts and abilities, but then he's going to begin stirring you up, saying, hey, use those things. Use what I've given you to serve him. And as you develop and as you grow, God is going to begin calling on you to use those giftings. You know, you say, well, I don't want to, you know, for whatever reason, you may think you don't want to work or serve God at the church. Look, you're not, I said it earlier, you're not serving me. I'm not here to get you to serve because I want to build my kingdom. Not at all. It's not my motivation. I want to make you, I want to get you to fulfill what God has for you to do. And when you're working at church, you're not serving me. You're not serving, you're serving the Lord. So if you're not doing it, that is a, if God's given you a gifting and he's stirring you, you're being disobedient if you don't use it. So use it. Use what God has put into your heart. Well, what if I don't know what my talent is? Oftentimes we don't know what our talent is until we start working and trying things I went to school does that shock anyone I went to school and when I was I remember in sixth grade I was in a I was on a military base in Germany my dad we lived there for a couple years and I went to a Department of Defense public high school over there And I remember going into those the school and they said you're gonna have uh you'll have this class you'll have computer class and I was like when am I gonna ever use my typing class I use my typing class every day, you know, thank God I took that class. But then they would say, okay, then you're going to have electronics class. And I was in there with like circuit boards and like taking the little wire and connecting it and they had like, I didn't do woodworking, they had woodworking, they had all these different classes for you to do, Uh, they had music classes, they had art classes. You know what, no one was good at all. No one was good at Everything. Some people got in that electronics class, and they were just like, and, you know, the light would glow, the LED light or whatever. I'm like, I got no idea what I'm doing here. I guess I'm failing, you know. And then I'd get to the art class, and there'd be people drawing, like, these beautiful pictures, you know, with their eyes closed. And I'm like, man, that's not my gifting. <laughs> then you go to the music class. There were people that were very talented in music, and they could just pick it out so quick. And, but you, you know how they learned what they were good at? They tried. They served. They got involved. And oftentimes, that's how you and I are going to find it, too, by getting involved in serving God. God puts wisdom in your heart. God works on your heart. But I also want you to see this. God uses those who serve with a willing heart. Look at chapter 35, and we're getting close to the end. Stay with me. Chapter 35, verses 4 and 5. And Moses spake unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying... Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord, whosoever is of a willing heart. Let him bring it, an offering of the Lord, gold and silver and brass, and, and all these other things that needed to, that were, were going to be given from people that had a willing heart. Look at chapter, uh, the same chapter, verse 20. And all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses, and they came everyone whose heart stirred him up, and everyone who, uh, uh, whom his spirit made willing. And they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation and for all his service and for the holy garments. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted. Over and over again, willing-hearted. Verse 29 talks about a willing offering whose heart made them willing. Chapter 36, verse 6 and 7 talks about a willing heart. Over and over, God stirred people up, but they had to have a willing heart to do the work, a willing heart. They, and by the way, they were not just giving money. Oh, just give an offering. They were donating their work. They were making things for the tabernacle and dedicating their talents to the Lord. These people were banded together and sacrificed their time, their talent, and their treasure. And they were serving the Lord doing that. I won't take the time to go there, but in First Chronicles, First Chronicles chapter 29, David's about to die, and he's making preparation for the people, uh, uh, for, uh, for Solomon to be able to build the, the temple after his death. Because God would not let David build it, build it. And this is what the Bible says. This is what David talks about. The gold for things of gold, the silver for things of silver, and for all manner of work to be made by the hands of artificers. And who then is willing to consecrate his service this day unto the Lord? Who's willing to use their service for the Lord? Then the chief of the fathers and princes of the tribes of Israel and the captains of thousands and of hundreds, with the rulers of the king's work, offered willingly. Verse 9 says, the people rejoiced, for then they offered willingly, because with perfect heart they offered willingly to the Lord. And David the king also rejoiced with great joy. So David saying, hey, who's going to dedicate their service to the Lord? And people stood up and said, hey, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll serve. Hey, how about I'll go reach the homeless in Long Beach? Hey, I'll serve in the nursery ministry. I'll, I'll, I'll reach uh, the, 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 the police officers in our city for Christ. I'll, I'll be a, What can you do to dedicate and consecrate your service to the Lord? It takes a willing heart. I read a quote. I love this quote, and it's so true. It, it, here's the quote. Every church is filled with willing people, some willing to work and others willing to let them. Every church is filled with willing people, some willing to work and others willing to let them. I read about David Livingston. Of course, David Livingston was the pioneer missionary to Africa. They say he walked over 29,000 miles in his life through the continent of Africa. David Livingston wrote this down, and you may, it may sound familiar because it's, it's song lyrics. He said, send me anywhere, only go with me, lay any burden on me, only sustain me. Sever any ties, but the tie that binds me to your service and your heart. I think that's a great spirit. A willing heart is so important because why? Because when you begin serving God out of duty or guilt, you will burn out and you will become resentful because you're serving out of duty and guilt. That's not the way God wants you to serve. He does not want you to serve out of duty and guilt. He wants you to serve because He's gifted you and He is the King that you're serving, not anybody else. Never forget who you're serving. You know, I'm so thankful that perfection is not required to serve God. I'm so thankful that perfection, otherwise none of us could serve. I'm so thankful that charisma is not required to serve God because you know what? I probably wouldn't be serving. I'm I'm so thankful that immense talent is not required to serve God and some of you have charisma. Some of you uh, have immense talent but it's not required to serve God because then I wouldn't be able to serve but I'm so thankful that God says I just need somebody with a willing heart. A willing heart. The last thing I want to show you today is that God not only uses those with a willing heart, but God uses those who serve with their whole heart. I want you to take your Bible. This is the last place I'll have you go. If you go to 1 Peter in the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 4, 1 Peter chapter number 4, God uses those who serve with a willing heart. 1 Peter in chapter number 4, God uses those who serve with a whole heart. 1 Peter chapter number 4 is talking about some gifts here in the previous verses. It talks about having charity and hospitality and and serving and and being hospitable to others without grumbling and complaining about it. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11, toward the back of the Bible there. Here's what the Bible says in verse 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister or serve, the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. God's gifted you something, and you are a steward of it, then use it. Verse 11, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the, as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So it says, that, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. So if God gave you an ability, use that and do it for God. Ecclesiastes nine ten. you know the verse. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. Hey, Do it with all you've got. And if God has given you a skill or ability, if God has gifted you, and I know that he has, and God has worked on your heart to use it, then I would encourage you to do it willingly and to do it wholeheartedly. Paul told Timothy in, in 1 Timothy 4.14, neglect not the gift that's in thee. Don't, don't neglect to use the gift of God. He, he also told him in 2 Timothy 1.6, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. And you may think, well, if I serve people with my whole heart, I might get hurt. Welcome to ministry. Welcome. There's hurts. People are messy. There's problems. Guess what? I don't do it just to serve you. I, my, I serve, I serve at, at, at the people of Gethsemane Baptist Church, but I'm not doing it just for you. I'm doing it for him. And if, if things go wrong in this direction, guess what? Things are going to go right in this direction. And I'm going to serve him. And if everybody quits, and if everybody walks away, and everybody people hurt me, guess what? i got to stay with it because I'm not serving for your benefit just for that reason. I'm serving for the Lord Jesus Christ. And, of course, I'm serving you, and I want to be a blessing to you, but, but I do it for him. But ministry sometimes hurts. Think about this. By serving us, Jesus had to take a cross to Calvary. I think that's the best act of service we've ever seen It was self-sacrifice. And he came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. will tell you this story, and I'll pray. D.L. Moody was a great preacher in the 1800s. D.L. Moody wrote in his Bible next to the, the verse, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, he wrote this next to that verse. I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. What I can do, I ought to do. And what I ought to do, by the grace of God, I will do. What does Isaiah 6, 8 say? It says this, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who, forgo- who will go for us? Then Isaiah said, Then said I, Here am I, send me. D.L. Moody said, I'm, I'm only one, but I am one. I may not be able to do everything, but I can do something. And what I ought to do, that's the thing that I will do. And look, I, I'm not, I'm not going to judge anybody that doesn't sign up. I'm not going to go look and say, where is so and so? I'm not doing any of that. I'm trying to let you know that the Lord wants you to serve him. And he gifted you in a way that you could uniquely serve and help others, that no one else could do it like you. No one else can reach the people you can reach. And so you are needed. You are wanted and you are loved in this church, but you are also needed. And I want to encourage you. And maybe today you go to the ministry expo and you walk through and nothing, nothing hits you. Nothing, nothing is speaking to you. And again, I would encourage you to let you know that, hey, be in prayer, but come talk to me. And maybe we find a place where God has it for you. But today I just want to ask, are you willing? Are you willing-hearted to serve the Lord? Are you willing to serve with your whole heart? And what wisdom has God put in you? Father, I pray that today you'd help us to find this thing, to find out what it is you want for us to do and how you want us to serve you, God. I pray.